Welcome to the GT Channel podcast, Countersteer. I'm Tara Koki from GT Channel, and my co-host here is Sam Mitani. Hello. And our first guest for our podcast is James McKeon. Did I pronounce that right, James? It was an excellent job. I'm very impressed. That definitely gets at least a nine and a half out of ten. <laughs> oh, thank it's you. It's not Mikioni. No, not You're quite not Mikioni. Mikioni. Okay. No. All right. That's how it looked. Well, it's some, I read it, everything in Japanese. Well, it's true. I mean, yeah. it does get pronounced in many, many different ways. I mean, I think the funniest one I had was McQuonk. <laughs> I don't even know how you get McQuonk out of it. It's like from Macau. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. but so. I mean, you were not too far off Macchioni, but it's not yeah. really my Italian heritage that comes through mm. at that point. But where are you from, though? Originally from a Middlesbrough in the northeast of England. You know where that is? Now? Where? Middlesbrough. Middlesbrough. No, I don't. You're kind of a... Uh, Sam, I, you know, you know that I used area, to live right? there. Yeah, He's yeah. a worldly man. He's traveled. Yeah, I know. I've, has, I've, I've yeah. spoken to him. I used to live in Creef in Scotland. So it's uh, even actually quite north of Edinburgh. It's near Glasgow. So mm-hmm. I'm close to the border. You know, Scot- Scotland, English border. But yeah, I've, I've never... Is it a big place you come from? Middlesbrough? No, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a town that's been uh, kind of forgotten about, I'd say, in the northeast of England. It's been impacted by... Uh, a lot of the industry going away in the 80s and the 90s. What kind of industry was there? Uh, mostly steel and chemical works was oh, a big okay. one. okay. All right. And yeah. um, how long have you been here in the U.S.? I've uh, been here in the U.S. now close to almost 12 years. It's a long oh, time. Yeah, I started in uh, the Bay Area in San Francisco before a sojourn into uh, Boston and then settled down here now in sunny Southern California, Los Angeles. Taking right. all those American jobs away. That's right. <laughs> All, all one of them that I'm self-employed, making my podcast millions. Oh, and uh, James is the um, host, founder, and he runs a podcast called No Breaking, Correct. which is uh, which can be found on which platforms, James? Um, you can find it on any of the podcast providers, but I mean the easiest one for most people is iTunes, where you can just find No Breaking, which is all one word: N O B R A K I N G. And when did you start? The No Breaking podcast, because when I first met you, you were still doing the car stories at the Peterson. Correct. So the car stories at the Peterson, I we jumped on that at the tail end of 2016. Mm-hmm. Oh, stop. What? what? Light. Shouldn't that be on? No, 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 no. No. This is fine? That's fine. Oh, okay. Well, you look can... at the look at the GoPro. He looks he looks great. Oh, it does? Okay. Yeah. Sorry about we're that. We're good. Yeah. No pressure. I like this. Hey, this is our this is our first one, <laughs> so we're we're going through the kinks here. So. I like it. I like it right. being able to work it out on the fly. Okay. So, so yes. Sorry about that. That's quite all right. It's uh, for anyone that is listening now, or even maybe if this doesn't get cut out of the video or the audio, that was uh, Sam being who would be focusing on the DOP. I think that's what the class does. Is that right? The, what, what is the DOP director thing? of photography getting involved yeah, there with well, the lighting? I, yeah. Well, well, I'm not. I. When he was doing the practice run, he had it this way. So yeah. Yeah. it's just me not knowing what I was talking about. I was about. when I was suspect number one <laughs> so before that. I am so. the director and producer and the DOP. <laughs> yeah. Sam I'm is the, a producer. I'm of the, the talent. And, the, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and the, you're the Sam. guest. Yeah. Thanks. Well, yes. Yeah. So getting back to the guest, the most yeah. important thing. Sorry. <laughs> uh, the tail end of 2016 is when I took over the Car Stories podcast mm-hmm. um, with my colleague at the time, Kyle Hyatt. And we took that over to help the Peterson out to uh, continue with their podcast that they do, talk about some of the guests that come through. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and then I, we then ran that for, I think, for around or close to 100 episodes. Uh, 100? A wow. Yeah. And was yeah. that a weekly show that you guys were doing? It was a weekly show with a couple yeah. of extra special editions thrown in for things mm-hmm. like Seamer and Pebble Beach and right. things like that, Car right. Week, where mm-hmm. we throw an extra episode or two in. Uh, how many no-breaking podcasts have you done? 
I think we're up to number 35, I think, 35. now is coming up. There. We're going to have something special on number 50 at all? Or have you been thinking about that? I, well, who knows? Now there's a lot of pressure on me, Sam. So I think I've got to deliver this now. Oh, so, yeah, uh, sorry, but, you know, we, the fans are probably expecting something. So just to let you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we try and look at those numbers. And then when they come up, you, you get, suddenly get very scared at, like, episode 47 and realize you've got nothing selected that time. So but hopefully I can pull something together for 50. Is it hard to book guests or find guests or do you run out of ideas? Um, it's not. It can be. It's always difficult getting guests, mm -hmm. uh, especially when you want uh, high-profile guests. If they're certain individuals, you have to wait around them for their schedule. Mm -hmm. I mean, like yourself, an international man of mystery can be difficult to pin you down. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it's a challenge. Then sometimes I, I'm able to take it on the road and visit other people, which makes it a little bit easier or I do it from my little home studio that I've got there. Right. But ideally, it's just trying to find... the people that I like in general I think they provide a good story that's mm -hmm. the ones that I look for to try and get on the show mm -hmm. um, my most recent one that just went up last week actually with uh, Rod Chung from uh, Robo Race yeah, yeah. I saw that yeah. yeah it was a really I really enjoyed that episode I didn't know I only know part of his life as when the automotive world so hearing how he got into it was real interesting even for me which yeah. I wasn't aware of he's an interesting dude yeah yeah <laughs> yeah I've known him from the you know the EA days you know when he started up uh, speed hunters right? yeah, yeah yeah but i did not know that he directed marilyn manson's first video clip i have no i had no idea either so see yeah. who knew yeah, who knew yeah. so uh for guys like me and taro who are just you know we're just kind of, we're doing this as that's kind of almost a public service thing just to you know share some of the knowledge that we get from japan and you know that isn't filtered out to the u.s and share it with uh you know the u.s usually the import enthusiasts what doing podcasts what kind of advice would you give for us after you know your experience in doing it for so long now oh uh, well i'd like to think that i may have just a few pearls of wisdom that i could sort of give out one i like to say you've got to speak eloquently so i think you've got to speak uh with a little bit of force in your voice and also speak slowly than you usually would mm. um i also think it's nice to give a little break at the end of a sentence because it just helps if you need to do some trimming or whatnot it gives the editor a little bit of a break there and makes it a little bit easier. That's a very good idea. Yeah. Stop. Having a um, British accent doesn't hurt either, does it? Well, I mean... It makes you sound eloquent already. Eloquent, yeah. <laughs> yeah it does. So that's what you guys say. I, I just, I'm sort of used to it, I think, now from my years on this earth. So that's kind of uh, where I am with it. So Taro here has SEMA's next week. You want to tell us what you're going to be doing out there? Sure. So I'm going out there for on monday uh getting there a day early because i believe it starts on tuesday right if i remember starts on tuesday yeah. yeah yeah and then i'll be coming back on friday so staying a day after just to make it easy i'll be driving across there um as i think it's a little easier than flying because it means i can take the equipment and don't have to pay for the extra baggage and then right. have to worry about getting the hotel um you're going to be broadcasting from the sema show uh, I'll be doing some recordings there, but it won't be broadcasting live okay. from the show. So they'll be doing mm -hmm. probably a SEMA specials will come up after the fact when I put it together. Cool. cool. Um, but I think I've got like 10 to 12 interviews there, and I was hoping to also oh, wow. catch a couple of um, two that are specifically focused for the show. But then I was also going to try and catch uh, friends or people that I see mm -hmm. and just try and get two minutes with them as well and then try and jumble that together for like a SEMA particular episode. Yeah. So that's kind of what my focus was for the for my time there, my three days. Anything in particular that you're like looking forward to seeing um, over there? I always like to see uh, where things are going in the development of the cars. I mean, this year I know there's a few highlights already that are standing out, like the Mercedes Gullwing that's going to be 
there on display that's been done. Um, I think with the HRE wheels, I think it's in the Toyo booth, I think mm-hmm. it is. Yeah. Um, that looks pretty flash in the pictures I've seen. Toyo's always got a, they always have a great collection of cars. Yeah. yeah. So, it, I mean, there's those what you see that's the unique builds. And then I just, it's always nice to see everyone put the effort in and see what they can come up with. I mean, especially now in the days of Instagram where I see lots of people that I know and friends or people that I admire with their stories where mm. they're rushing to get things done the last minute. Right. I mean, I know, for example, Mike over at Stance Works is still, I don't think he's taken a break in the last three days. He's still mm-hmm. working on getting his, yeah. his T-bucket, I think, finished off there. Um, so, I mean, it's just when you get to see it there and see the relief that they've got it there, even if it is working maybe 90% or maybe if it's not working, at least they'll be able to show something. Yeah. I think that's, that's it wouldn't see where it goes from there is always nice yeah, as well. Yeah, I've always, um, the thing about SEMA is like preparing a car for SEMA. Is, is like the worst thing ever yeah. <laughs> and, and the best thing ever and the reward, the most rewarding thing ever uh, for SEMA. But I've, I've produced how many ones uh, about, I did a 350 back in the day for Nissan and then I did the Scion tuner challenge twice. So those are like a lot of like sleepless nights for sure. Sure. Yeah. And I also respect as well, like the big companies obviously put incredible work behind it yeah. and able to get big name people do it but also with like some of the little guys the independent people like mm-hmm. my friend uh, Big Mike who does his Honda mm-hmm. who put that together right. over time I mean the, the work he did on that as himself was, was really impressive so that's what yeah. I like about it it's just being yeah. able to see and it's, it's also so big and then it's also if you do get the time and get to see all those very strange like booths that you never realize what yeah. these people have from different parts of the world that come there. Yeah, well, if, if you have your, if you're going to be there the whole week, you know, you'll have time to see all those. Well, yeah. it's yeah. still difficult. I mean, you've still got to do the steps, and then you've got to get your photos in, and yeah. you've got to do the audio and the broadcast, and then you want to go and try and have some fun, so try and do a drift demo mm-hmm. or something like that. Right. So yeah, are you going, Sam? Yeah, I'll be there. I'm going pr- primarily to. Uh, promote my book at the uh, Sony uh, Gran Turismo party. They're having an FIA uh, contest there, right? Um, simulators, and they're having this big world final uh, later. So they're going to get the American champions out there and uh, to see who the American champions are. And, are you and this other- is FIA, so you know, I mean, they're they're going to be at the FIA, you know, where at uh, the winners or the winner will be at the grand event, you know, where with all the Formula One guys and all that. So it's it's pretty major. So, so are you going to be entering yourself into that competition no, 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 because no. of your book? Have you got like a cheat sheet? Have you got a 10-second start? Is that how no, it works? No. Oh, I wish. No, I don't, I don't think I'm – I don't think – since I do a little work for Sony, I don't think I'm allowed to. But, oh. I love, but uh, you know, some of the uh, other – Asia, Australia, you know, those – Europe finals have been on, are on YouTube already. It's pretty amazing, man. I mean, it's almost better than watching live, live racing just because those races are over in 15 minutes. Uh, right now, F1, it's hard to sit through a whole thing, especially, you know, I, well, it's not hard, but it, it's a long race, right? You know, um, you know, and it's usually one of few people who are leading, right? It's either, Ham, uh, you know, uh, Lewis Hamilton, Lewis Hamilton yeah. it's either Sebastian, uh, Verstappen, you know, it's a handful of people, right? Yeah. This one, it's, it's awesome. There's a lot of drama. I, I was surprised. I'm going, wow, this is, this is pretty pretty cool pretty exciting so i think they got a winning formula so if you're there check it out we'll get you in no i'd no love problem. to it's so what Wednesday does the night. fia have to do do they they're the they spot. run it it's, according to the fia like yeah, racing it's, regulations it's, it's, yeah. i think the premise it, it is, is you a can get discipline the, and you can get the racing license through it oh. so that's what it's if you're a, yeah, able to do it transfer yeah, through so, so it's a category but you know it's the competitors even who win there you know they don't get paid or anything i mean they might get their own sponsorships or something i don't know but 
Yeah, so, but it's the first year, so I think they're still kind of tweaking it out. But yeah, yeah. Ha- lo- love to have you there. No, yeah. it'd be great. And I know that obviously they've had the success with the Nissan drivers that have come through the program. So, yeah, well, the well. GT Academy, Academy is not, right? no yeah. longer around. Yeah, now, right? which so the this transfer, is, the competition it, where so it's gone in a different direction. Yeah, right? so it's going through this direction. So, yeah, it's, pretty, it's pretty cool. I'm really looking forward to seeing how it evolves from here because I think the first year is pretty, it was really, really exciting. Or it is really, really exciting. So um, being a Brit, are you a British car fan? Yes, I am. Uh, but I'm also, being a British person, I'm also quite sensible in that I've never owned a British car. Purely because apparently English cars does have some challenges, maybe with wiring, <laughs> electrics, something like that, yeah, apparently. That's, 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 that's the rumor, right? That's I mean, I've rumor. never had a car, so I never know if it's possible. So in my eyes, they're absolutely perfect. So tell me, which cars are you, uh, you would um, want to own, but don't own? Well, the, if 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 they didn't have any he wiring issues, he might already issues. have his dream car, though. Well, no, no, British, British, <laughs> British. Oh British, yeah. no, well, I mean, I sorry, do, British. Yeah. Sure. So, I mean, a couple of my favorite ones. I, I really like the classic, which is the Mini. So, okay. I've, I, that's I mean, that's my desire of one day to have a Mini. Um, I'd really like to get it de-seamed. I'd like it to be like a late sixties model, right? right. Uh, Cooper. Um, and then that's that's what my goal is for a traditional English car. But in regards right. to what cars I do like. Uh, on the British side, I mean, I'm really am a big fan of the TVR Cerbera. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was that was TVS, yeah. yeah one of my favorite ones. Unfortunately, with uh, the way TVR's gone, where it changed hands, now they're back, which is fantastic. And I'm really right. looking forward mm-hmm. to seeing the the new model come out. But the, I mean, that's if I had to pick a British car that I could at least make a lot of loud noise with, the Cerbera would be the one that I'd like. And really, the TVRs, yeah, they were they were they were awesome cars you know? yeah i mean yeah. they were they were built in a handmade factory in blackpool yeah. and they had different i mean i remember when the one of the cars came out one of the griffith models i believe it had a, an unusual cut those are the ones i remember the most the griffith models right yeah, yeah so. they had a cut in the back end and the, the reason why it had that cut was because the owner's dog took a bite out of the mold and they just thought it was easy to just keep it in that way rather than oh really oh, yes. that's a great bit of <laughs> trivia and i also understand that if sometimes uh maybe if you took your tvr apart that there was maybe some choice words or pictures on the inside of some of the body panels that maybe some of the uh, uh workers in the factory had maybe doodled on in their time uh between sandwiches no uh, kidding yes so there could be a whole host of things you can find in your tvr that's cool. Yeah. Have you have you seen pictures of these? I mean, like uh, anyone the, ever post anything like that? They um, say, "Look, this guy wrote, you know, someone's an asshole or whatever under the." <laughs> I think, that, yeah. I mean, I think some of the pictures probably might be better to be thought of rather than described right. on air. I think is more right. where we're going with this. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, that's cool. That yeah. That's cool. Now, uh, I say uh, I'd like to share with you some uh, information that we got from our Japanese friends. Some scoop. Some really. Um, you're a Japanese car fan. Though, yeah, right? right. No, you're, I mean, I you're a big Japan Japanese for, yeah. for two years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, so this will be interesting. For, yeah, and for the James. stuff that we, you know, that hasn't been um, really shared with uh, the U.S. Uh, because you know it's all um, happening in Japan. Spy stuff. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah, yeah. And yeah. spy stuff in Japan. You know, the Japanese they're they're good at spying on themselves. So. It's like ninjas. Is that what it is? Doing uh, all the car photography. They are ninjas. Yeah. How, did you know? How did you know? How did you know? guess. <laughs> so um, I hear uh, you'll be driving a Lexus LS, uh, the new LS soon. Yep. Yeah. And you'll be driving that to Vegas. Yeah, to like. SEMA. Um, have you seen the car? 
first what? of all? The, uh, yes, oh, yes, I yeah. have. Uh, yeah, in, uh, in the flesh or just in photos? Uh, in the flesh. How, how do you like it? You I, know, they went a to- totally new direction with I that like car. I like it. I mean, I think it looks really good. I think it's a really pretty car. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a big, obviously, super saloon. I'm hoping it's going to be incredibly comfortable and luxurious for mm-hmm. that four-hour mm-hmm. drive because mm-hmm. obviously I'll be just going straight at the speed limit and just be nice and relaxed. I'm sure you will be, yeah. And, I'm and sure easy. you will be. Yeah. And I'm, looking, I'm actually looking forward to... 55 all the way, yeah. Oh, of course. Because <laughs> yeah. that's what... Uh, yeah, and exactly. I, have, I even have my white hat in the back shelf so right. people can tell I'm a, a proper, sensible driver. Uh, but I'm also looking forward to, before I come back on the Friday, I was going to take it out over out to the desert and take some photos with it out there as well. Oh, that's mm, great. Okay, that'll be nice, yeah. yeah. I got a fun. ticket driving to Vegas once with Sam. In a Lexus, by the way. You did? How fast? What was the ticket for? What? In the GS. Remember? You were driving? I was driving. But you uh-huh. were dri- you were, in fact, you were piling it like a G6. A kind of, a GS. maybe. I, I don't, that's you a long it, time ago. It was a long, long time yeah. ago. Yeah. It, as long as it wasn't me who got the ticket. No, I got long the long ticket. Yeah. And oh, okay, I good. remember you sitting you know, next to me. And you, you told going, the guy, we're, uh, car, we're, we're car journalists. And he's like, yeah. No, Whatever. You. No, yeah, no, just no. give me your license. Hopefully, it wasn't you were going too fast over the limit. Maybe no, it no, no. It was. It was no. It was just like a couple miles yeah, over the course. speed limit. Of mm-hmm. course. Yeah. yeah. Watch out. I, those. I shouldn't have gotten that. Yeah. yeah. CHP are they? They love Lexus. So they do. Watch yeah. So speaking <laughs> so of be Lexus, careful. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of Lexus, have you seen the new LC? Yes. Have you driven the new LC? No, I haven't driven the LC. So I'm looking forward to getting a chance to get behind the wheel of that as well. Uh, what do you think about that car? I think the styling on it's really. I really like the styling on it. Yeah, and I also like nice. the way that uh, Lex have been doing a few different models of it where you can customize it as you do, giving it, make it a bit more exclusive. Um, they, they, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, they're doing that in Japan too, so yeah. Right, yeah, right, so right. I, I really like yeah. that idea as well. And I, I like the idea that obviously you can get it as a, uh, a big uh, dinosaur-burning engine car or you can get it as a hybrid. Both versions work. That's right, yeah. Which but, it, but I still think it looks like a really good car. Yeah, I drove the V8 version. It says right here 471 horsepower. That's plenty of... Plenty of power, you know, on that. We hear that they are working on two different variants of the LC. Um, one is the, as you can see up on the board, is the convertible. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, Lexus has no comment on this. They haven't come out with it. But that's our artist rendering from Japan. Um, and I think that car would make a really nice convertible. I mean, it is a big luxury car. It would but do well here, I think. Sure. I think so, especially if if it's a hard top, because I'm sure you, you got to make it a hard top. I think a soft top, mm-hmm. I think it will ruin the lines of the car. Yeah, I'd what agree. do you think, James? I think I think it looks. I mean, it looks nice like that, and I think it'd be if it was like the. I mean, do you mean a hard top? Is it a retractable hard? A retractable hard, hard top. top. That's yeah. what I meant. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, I think it'd fit in and it'd look really nice. And I'd agree with Tara. I think it'd do very well here. I think it's a good car for be cruising around California. How much do you think this will go for? I don't know. Let's see the um, uh, the stock one is ninety about ninety three grand, right? Mm-hmm. Of uh, the um, LC, so you know it's, it's going to be a hundred thousand dollar car yeah. for sure. Yeah. You know. So are you guys? Uh, are you? Uh, are you, you both of you guys, uh, roadster guys or uh, convertible guys? I can't. I'm unfortunately one of I'm those not people. A I can't. Guy. I can't be a convertible guy. I turn bright pink. Very, oh my god! Very All three of us are not convertible guys. Oh, it's yeah. you. Your your reason for not being a convertible guy is because I just get sunburned as quick as you. I just think of it. I think Dude, of getting a convertible and there, then I just there's, get. There's things called sunscreen, you know. No, no. There's also places where sunscreen you forget to put it, and that's where you, get, <laughs> oh, you remember leave it the next in your day. Car, like your ears. Put your well, hat yeah, on. Yeah, you don't want to be like lathered up in sunscreen I, wherever I, you go, I, though, right? Well, I always remember a story of I had to drive one day um, from the OC up to back to my home in Hollywood. So it was a bit of traffic. So it was like an hour and a half drive, and it just so happened that most of the way I was just me in the car and I got to sat next to the carpool lane and a gentleman is obviously I think on vacation 
Um, he's his hair. He wasn't wearing a hat, and so he was had a, maybe a few hairs that weren't quite in his head. Was it a Mustang convertible? It I was see. a Mustang convertible. <laughs> I, I he bet. certainly sounded foreign because I could yeah. hear him as he went past. But he got. I could see the redness just develop and grow off the back of his head and spread from <laughs> the drive. Why, that's why you have hats. Hats wow. are, and you got sunscreen. You, you can tell the tourists, man. They're really? all they're always Please. in Mustang convertibles, oh, and they're Mara's all like sunburnt oh, as hell. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, why why aren't you a convertible guy? I'm just not a convertible guy. I just, so why? What? What? I don't. I don't like all the sun on my face and like like. Oh, you, so you like being sheltered from the yeah, yeah yeah I, I me too I'm yeah. down with that I just like the idea of just being enclosed I think is the way and then yeah. if it's a performance car I always think well a convertible adds the extra weight it does yeah. unless of course you have no top no motors you know I mean right, just cut right. off the you know then it's alright but yeah you, you, you need a hard top you know, or, yeah, yeah. or a soft top I mean whatever top right. you're right I mean it I wouldn't mind like you know an MX-5 or whatever race car if I'm mm. in a you know on the track and have a helmet and everything and a roll cage I, I wouldn't mind but you know, like on the 405, yeah. I would and you never have want less, to be in you know, re- less body rigidity, yeah, of no, course. I think, I think also as well, especially if you do a lot of driving, and unlike on the freeways, if you get stuck. I mean, I was lucky enough to get in a, a Superformance uh, 289 Cobra, mm-hmm. um, and you're very, very low, and you also seem to be at just the right height for exhaust for oh, heavy God. vehicles yeah. and trucks oh. and everything. So, yeah. I mean, you're an incredible so you're car. you smoked out. And it sounds incredible, <laughs> but it, yeah. the, the, the benefits of getting the smoke blown in your face, they're, they, they're not the best. Yeah, well, yeah. I don't think even convertibles. I do remember driving an Alfa Romeo Spider, it was a while back, uh, on, a, on a country road at around uh, dusk evening. That was a really almost a spiritual experience. You know, that, you know, the... You know, it's, it's, there's no beating sun, but the sky was beautiful. The air was just cool enough where it just feels good on your face. That, I thought, was, uh, this is what convertible driving is all about. Yeah, and there's certain moments. Yeah, yeah. but otherwise, it's, it's yeah, in the freeway in L.A. is not somewhere I'd like to be, you know, in a convertible. Yeah, so. I mean, I was very lucky. Also, Vanderhol gave me a Vanderhol Venice for a week to drive around. In, and I thought that mm-hmm. was an incredible, it was a great car to be able to drive up and down Hollywood Boulevard and the Sunset Strip yeah. after sunset. Oh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> because sunset, yeah. it's cool enough that you do it. It's obviously, it's the three-wheeler, so it's got yeah. a lot of open space there, but you can wave at people because everyone thinks it's the coolest thing. It makes lots well, of... Well, either coolest or dorkiest thing. I don't know. <laughs> no, it's... it's I th- because with that one being so retro-designed, yeah, it's mind-blowing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's... They think that's a little cooler rather than maybe the slingshot, which some people may think might be a little mm-hmm. dorkier, I think, because the transformer time yeah. come some people right yeah not me S- sunburned or you know yeah. you, you take the sunburn for that yeah <laughs> yeah well i think we just lost all our convertible fans no and no they'll be, <laughs> they'll be they'll just be right hopefully they'll be back but I, like i said i did have and tell yeah, us why did, we should like convertibles so. i did have a spiritual experience with a convertible but you know that had the manual transmissions which we don't have that chip anymore so so yeah that's i mean you know that's what driving is all about i think we're going to probably start losing a, you know a lot of that in future cars, you know, especially without the manual transmission, especially with probably electric cars becoming a lot more popular. Mm. So, you know, I mean, hopefully a lot of some of these, a lot of these cars will um, um, stay, you know, retain um, their formats like gasoline engines will still be around. You know, I mean, we're talking, I'm talking like 50 years from now or so, you know, but uh, uh, the other car that we have a little scoop on and uh, Lexus denies this, but uh our friends at Car Top Magazine in Japan said they saw a, a, what appeared to them to be sus- suspiciously uh, a LCF 
test car. Suspiciously yeah. sporty looking yeah, LC. Yeah, a little yeah. Uh, very sporty looking car because... Uh, at the uh, Nürburgring. Uh, was it at the Nürburgring? At the Nürburgring. It was, it was somewhere, right. Yeah, and so they were at um, the Nürburgring testing the RCF. Mm-hmm. That's right. Right, yeah. and then and they also a, spotted this car. This car. Uh, which they believe will be the LC. What they... what what, uh, what RCF is already coming out. Right, sure. RCF, right. all new, yeah, yeah, new version of mm-hmm. RCF for sure. Yeah, uh, what uh, tipped them off was a revised front end uh, that um, has a new front spoiler that seems to be designed so um, it, it's sending more air into the engine, right? So if it needs more cooling, probably means more horsepower. That's what we're hoping, right? Yeah. And then um, uh, dual dual exhausts or quad exhausts or something, but more exhaust than the the stock car. So they said. This this has to be an LS uh, LCF. Now, what do you think about that car? Let's say if the stock car has 471 horsepower, and we are totally guessing here because we have no idea, you know, what kind of engine it is. If it's going to be a turbocharged V8, if it's going to be a bigger displacement V8. Um, but I'm thinking if it's going to wear the F uh, badge, it's you know we're talking. I'm I'm thinking north of five. 25 to 550 horsepower yeah i mean i think that's a very sensible with guess. a big yeah with a with a you know and you know mm-hmm. the car is it's a big car the lc you know you, although it's a two two door um would you like to see a um high performance version of this do you think it's necessary no i i always like to see high performance versions of no way as an enthusiast of course everyone would but what do you think Did, does the market need something like this i think that does lexus market, need something like this i think lexus always needs to push it especially on the sporty front i mean they do the a very underrated car that I like by Lexus, the GSF. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a great car. It's awesome. Yeah. When you got all the different settings, you play around. It's nice, big, lots of space. It's yeah. a great car. So I think that they have this, especially with the LC, if they do the go fast version. I mean, especially as we're talking about bringing out maybe 2019, late 2020, which should probably even probably 2020 when it comes out. Probably 2020. I mean, yeah. it's about time for a refresh of the car. Then it's mm-hmm. coming in what three years old at that point, mm-hmm. give or take. It, it gives it, it keeps the freshness of the car exactly. yeah. so intact to, for sure. Yeah. So you need to push through into the market. So it makes sense instead of just doing like a different color and adding a different styling cues that you go. Well, this is a faster version. This is what we can do. It's more performance focused. Maybe even call it the Nurburgring edition, which we've done in the past for other cars. I mean, well, they, yeah, they'll probably have to call it the Fuji Speedway edition because you know <laughs> the F stands for Fuji, oh, right? Yeah. yeah so, but, so yeah, 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 yeah. So, but anyway, go yeah. faster edition or whatever. But I think yeah, yeah, yeah. it makes sense they put something in that way there. Yeah. What do you think about maybe the LS? Even though you haven't driven an LSF. Well, they do that. They already do a Lexus LS Sport, right? F Sport, but yeah. F Sport's different. There's no. I mean, engine there's no tweaks. power difference, but I, yeah. that, I don't really think you need to go. If there's, there's ever gonna go to a, a F Fuji version of that. I mean, we'd like to see it, but I don't think it's necessary. I don't think that one's necessary. Yeah. That one's you don't, you don't think though. they have to take on the guys like AMG, Mercedes AMG? I mean, they got you no, know they I got big want, cars. If anything, I want like more bells and whistles inside F63. the car. <laughs> No. You, you want more I bells want, and whistles, yeah, right? more bells and whistles inside. So I want to get for the more saloon, luxurious. Right? For the yeah. luxury. luxury. You, you, you haven't been in that car yet, right? No. It's pretty damn luxurious That's already. I mean. If it's already there, it's got to get ramped up a notch. That's what I, I think. Don't know. There's not much left to ramp. That thing is really luxurious, man. Well, it's nice. You're going to be... Yeah, okay. Well, you're going to... I'm going to hopefully you're, you're be surprised. Go, you're going to be convertible. You're, yeah. you're going to be very comfortable. You're going to be very comfortable. So, uh, you think Lexus is doing okay with, with these uh, cars right now, or do you think they need to, maybe they're going the wrong direction? What do you think? I, I, I like the direction they're going. I just hope they keep building cars and stuff. You know, I mean, in America, you know, SUVs and crossovers are 
pretty much dominating the marketplace right now. So, you know, it's, but like Lexus, uh, I, well, I think BMW, Mercedes, those guys are already, will be building sedans, coupes for a long time. But, you know, we know that Ford and GM are going to be moving, totally moving away from making those, you know, making passenger cars, you know, like uh, sedans and coupes. Um, I would think it'd be a shame to see Lexus not make those kind of cars, you know? I mean, what about you? No, I'd, I'd agree. I think that... Well, not just Lexus, even Infiniti, Acura, you know, the Japanese luxury brands, I wish, I hope they stick to their, you know, stick to well, what got them here, you know? They have, obviously, I mean, the revenue is driven from the SUV market at this point. SUV and crossovers, well, definitely. Yeah, which is where everyone's going. And, and when you look at all the cars, they all look quite similar. And there will seem to be something that everyone looks for. Everyone likes the idea of I like to be higher in traffic. It's good. Gives me good. The idea is it gives me good visibility. It's got to be luxurious, and I've got to have room for everyone. and want to put stuff in, and maybe a dog or a Christmas tree or golf clubs or whatever. Yeah. Um. And I mean, even not the luxury, but even like uh, as you say, Nissan and, and Toyota and Honda, for example, they all have great SUVs that fit that market. Mm-hmm. And then if you want to spend a little bit more money, then you can get that in the other more luxurious markets like the Lexus, the Acura, and the Infiniti. Right. But I think it's also you're going to have that because of that that's driving the revenue you can push and look in other areas. And there's always going to be those segments that need to be filled. And I think right. that in particular, Lexus is doing a real good job with their current right. suite of cars. They decided to stay in motorsports too. So, you know, they, they cut they cut the, the team that they were with and then they're renewing it with a, di- with a different team. Yeah, which is good to see. You know, which is great to see. Which is great to see. trickles down to yeah. making exciting cars. Mm-hmm. Well, going to f- straight to the motorsports exciting cars thing, the Supra, we've heard a lot about it. Uh, we we kind of know what's coming now. I mean, have, are you, have you in have tune you with it? Have you driven the new Supra? No. No, new Supra. No one's driven the new Supra. Well, a couple people have, have driven it already. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, The Camload one. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, um, are you? Have you? Were you a super fan? Yes, I do uh, like the super, and I think it's nice to have the super back, mm. uh, and it's whatever form it's going to be in there. Um, I think it's good to have it, and it'll be interesting to see what uh, people do with it when it comes, or what the take is on it when they see it actually on the road. I mean, it's been sort of. Technically, I still think the isn't it that still super does not exist at this point. It's still the official line from Toyota of sorts. We're still testing the car, and the Supra is still. That's not uh, that we are testing something. But really? Oh, is it's that, the Supra. Uh, no, that, we all know that. that. I, mean, I think it's still officially. <laughs> really? Yeah. Think, officially? Uh, officially, they're still the line. But well, uh, we know the chief vehicle engineer is the same as the eight six, <laughs> yeah. you know, Mr. Yeah. Tata, and uh, uh, we know it's a BMW engine mm-hmm. going in there, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. uh, and it's a four cylinder, turbocharged four cylinder. I think it is. So, um, to me, when I first heard that, I go, four cylinder, dude. Then that's that's a Celica. Oh, you know, I mean, yeah, I think that's, that's really the a Supra, that but most people have. Yeah, yeah. but um, I think they're going to have a V6 version at somewhere. I hope, but we'll see. Or, yeah, but uh, to tell you the truth, I'm not too crazy about you know the styling, uh, at least the you know the renderings and stuff that I've seen, or even the um, the uh, image that Toyota you know presented to us. Um, and you know what? To me, me personally, I've never really been a big fan of the super style. Even the the you know the one that's collectors right now. You know the uh, what was the what was the um, uh, do you remember the uh, the the designation for that one? The, you're talking about the twin turbo. Yeah, the twin yeah. turbo is not the A, but I will tell you right now. But yeah, you do it because I'm I'm on the screen. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, there's there's been a lot of them. I was the third generation. Yeah, the f- 
four is it? No, no, I think it's the fourth generation. Yeah, the yeah, fourth yeah. Fourth gen is the one that's always that yeah, commands that the price stick uh, across But that down. thing, yeah, well, dude, that thing, is, yeah, that's fourth generation. A, A80. So for those Supra fans, the A80. So that car, um, they're going for a lot of money right now in the used car market. But I was, you know, and I drove that car. I was, I was at Road and Track when that car came out. And the, the, the twin turbo version, oh, so fast it gripped. I mean, it was an awesome car. But uh, I wasn't such a fan of the front end styling. Was Do it just remember? the styling that you didn't like about it? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. The driving was great. Driving though, was, wasn't... yeah, it was a very good driving yeah. car. Yeah, absolutely. The rear end, I, I, like I liked. The, I liked the rear end. Yeah, yeah the front, it, it I just great never got that. And this one, the same thing. I'm not really a big fan of the front end. You, you, what, do you th what do you guys think? I mean, I think it fits a niche for Toyota where they're trying to be a bit more, because I mean, I'll be honest and say, they've always cars, been on like, like that. They've been, most of the cars are quite not exciting in the design. So I think the mm -hmm. idea of trying to just garner a little bit more and bring it back. I think the 86 was okay. Yeah. Oh, it's a, that's yeah. a lovely car. Yeah, yeah. Until if you take that out of the market, they're very, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. when you think of a Toyota, you think mostly of the Corollas and the Camrys and the Prius. I, I like the new Camry, but, but, but uh, you know, but that's just me. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm older. Yeah. <laughs> you can fit more things in the back there. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. But no, the styling I like the new design. But yeah. yeah, so I think it's always nice to have something that stick, stands out. And if mm. it's going to be a premier sports car, then I think it's good that you're going to be taking a leap of faith on that one. Mm -hmm. What do you think about a Supra with a BMW engine? Yeah, I think it helps cut a little bit of the costs out, doesn't it? So no, uh, no. But as an enthusiast, if you're a super enthusiast, I to be honest, I think it's how fast it going to be? What three hundred and pretty much? I, just I, I wouldn't mind. Like if really? I'm if I'm in the market for a super right now, I wouldn't mind if there's yeah, that doesn't it, doesn't it doesn't like okay. maybe some of the old maybe the, some of the purists might be. A, a yeah, I mean, how I mean, I I how, how much it. of a purist are you guys? Because I'm. I'm I'm not that much of a I'm beer, not, so I'm okay with it. I'm fine with it as long as if it goes, it makes me smile when I'm driving and it puts me back in my, my bum in the yeah. back of the seat. That's yeah. kind of what I'm okay. focused on. So, so the orange car here is a rendering, right? Right, from, yeah, from that it. is correct. Yeah, yeah it, it, it doesn't look that good. Well, but. you know, and that rendering is based <laughs> on, you know, and it doesn't look that different from the photo that, you know, Toyota. Yeah. Said yeah. So, you know, it's probably a pretty... Pretty accurate. Probably, engine, yeah. yeah. I think the, the roof line engine. looks really weird, though. Well, that's the that's aerodynamic. It. Yeah, the, the, the bump roof. Yeah, the and bumps. you can see the double bubble in the in the uh, uh, camouflage. In the camouflage, too. yeah. So, so that's all. I'm not. I'm not that fond of that. The, the I think once there. you see it in the racetrack and it's racing livery, I think then, that's when you're going to be like, oh, it's a, it's yeah. a real cool. Car. Well, and all cars look better in, on the racetrack with racing. But that's it. It's the idea of when you finally see it from when you take it off when you take the panels off and this that the other with the colors on and the thing and the chevrons or whatever they want it so you can't right, really right. see the design right. i think it's really when you see it in a racetrack and when they put it in full color that's when it's going to be like yeah right. i like this are they i wonder if they're going to have a supra super gt or a version for next season or uh, yeah, that's you know? a good question but right now they're using the lexus right the yeah. lexus right it was the RC. I think they're going to use the LC next. So I, mean, I don't know if there's going to be room for the Supra. They have know? all the, the Formula Drift drivers have been possibly driving it, haven't they? So what the have been the Supra? Yeah. I'm not sure. I know that they maybe have gone to Plano, Texas sometimes to oh, drive really? sports cars. And it seemed like that could be a good way of entering seen, into the... I've seen them drive the new Supra when they, were, uh, when they had a select number of media out there. I think... Um, Ken and Ken Gushi and Osbo were out there, but Osbo just built a new Corolla for his like this for this season. Well, this car's so, not going to be out for but a then, while. But so. that's what happens though. if you have yeah. a Corolla or if you have an '86 and you have a Supra. You want to yeah. have three different cars for yeah. Toyota in the mix there. Yeah, yeah. 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 The idea yeah. of 
more cars in there rather than everyone just running the same one. Yeah. No, it makes sense. I mean, why not? Bring yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. And the next uh, little tidbit we have on a car from uh, our scoop is Subaru coming out with a S209. Just a little background on this car is Subaru, Subaru uh, came out with an S208. Uh, let's see. How long ago was that? That was 2017. Was over there? 2017, and that was Japan market only, unfortunately. And I think that kind of ticked off a lot of um, um, uh, um, U.S. guys. And what really ticked them off was the uh, STI Type RAR, which is, uh, was only limited to 500 units, sold out the first day only for Japan, and celebrated the STI mark, the 30th anniversary of the STI mark. So Subaru said, okay, so we're, gonna, we're not going to leave the North Americans out of this one, and we're going to come out with an S209. Uh, that's what we think. Oh, sorry. That's what we think, but, you know, this is what our sources say. And this is also a limited edition as Probably, well, right? but yeah. not as limited as 500. You know, 500 units is, is pretty small. So, yeah, so, yeah this, uh, this car will have a 3.5-liter uh, flat six. So the Subaru WRX here has a 35 liter uh three i'm sorry sorry guys 2.5 liter uh, turbocharged 2.5 liter the one in japan has a 2.0 liter so we we get a little more displacement uh is it the ej or the j it's the ej the ej20 is their engine we get the ej25 but what's unusual well interesting about this is the 2.5 liter uh flat six flat four turbocharged flat four that's going into that engine or that uh that car is going to be actually based on the 2.0 liter with more displacement they're not just tuning the 2.5 here so for some reason maybe there's something better about the 2.0 liter engine (laughs) that's what we hear but um um, and it's going to be pretty expensive i think it's going to be about you know it might even be about 50 60 70 thousand dollars and since the r version right now the regular sti wrsx sti has the 310 horsepower I'm thinking, you know, with you know, with bigger turbos, and they could probably get about 400 horsepower out of this car. Um, is that something that would excite you? You're a Subaru guy, aren't you? you well, like, I used to have the Subaru, right? <laughs> yeah. So the Subaru. Yeah. What is the Subaru? <laughs> so the it was the uh, Saab 92X, which is based on the WRX, which oh, they okay. yeah, 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 when yeah, General yeah. Motors had yeah. Saab, and they said we need to cover Saab. And oh, okay, you had a Subaru. Okay. And we saw in a bit of Subaru, and they said Subaru, can we have a car? So they here, I have the WRX wagon. And so they said, okay, Saab, this is your new car. Um, anyway, yes, I did have that. Uh, lots of fun memories of Sally. Yeah. She's gone to a better home now with the lovely family in Long Beach. Miss her every day. But, <laughs> I, I mean, honestly, for the Subaru, especially for the STI, I think a 310 horsepower, I think for a premier car, I think that's real underpowered for what it needs to be to compete in the market that it does. I mean, mm-hmm. it can't... A little pocket many, rocket, you mean, that market? That, yeah, because, yeah. like, as you said, the, the Camry, which is a good-looking car, is 320 horsepower, which is more than a Subaru STI. Does it really be that way? Probably not. And um, this thing is really lacking. I think it needs to be at 400 horsepower for the Subaru STI. I'm thinking it, it will be with, yeah, uh, with it, S209. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. where it really needs to be to show that right. it can still perform and still do what it needs to do. I mean, th- there just doesn't seem to be... They seem to always have a few upgrades, maybe in the suspension. There doesn't ever seem to be any power upgrades that come through with Subaru, yeah. which is what I really miss and see where it needs to be there. And you know what? Uh, from my experience, Subaru... They've always, you know, when they come up with these really cool, like, not just uh, the WRX, but other cars, 
They're just limited to the domestic market. They don't yeah. bring it over here. I'm going, yeah, guys, yeah. you know, I mean, this is it's a good import do, market. Does it just cost too much to, to, to no, bring I, it over I, here? I, I hope Subaru doesn't get angry with me by, by saying this, but I don't think they really have the international mindset. Uh, number, they, they sell here. They they they're doing really well here. Well, yeah, this but this is like the only market they do well. Well, because they sell a lot of Forcers, they sell yeah. a lot of you know the, those cars, right. right? And you know they consider themselves a premium brand, so mm-hmm. they they don't see themselves as a Nissan, Honda, or Toyota. They see themselves maybe halfway up between Toyota and Lexus, right? And well, mm-hmm. and you know Toyota owns most of Subaru now. They're essentially owned by Toyota, right? Yeah. So yeah. you know maybe they're starting to get more international now with you know under Toyota leadership, but. Uh, um, I think it's about time they start, you know, like you said, Taro, yeah. giving us some some of this good stuff because, you know, they, uh, even though these cars don't sell as much as anymore, it, it's it's all image, right? It's yeah. brand. You know, these you yeah. sell these cars, you get a good image. People talk about your brand, then exactly. they'll, they'll yeah. buy a. F- I mean, when was Im- Subaru? Impressive. Would you consider it was most popular in the day? It was back when it was doing the WRC, and you'd see the yeah. blue cars mm. coming over through the desert or wherever right. they're doing. The right. people, I mean, that just doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. I mean, you just don't think of Subaru as... That brings up a good point. Now, do you think that because the Evo is gone and it's lost its natural rival, that maybe... Well, rivalries create... That's right. Know, you know, do you think the, the they've... Pro- progression, do you, you think know? it's it's, like, it's slowed... It's slowing them down a little bit, well, you know. I, it's. I think that that was also a, like a, a golden era of rivalries because it wasn't just you'd have you'd obviously have the rivalry between the Evo and the STI. Best motoring. Exactly. Well, that's what I mean. So, yeah, but then you yeah. have other things where you'd say, "Well, that's obviously their all-wheel drives. How does it compare against the rear-wheel drive variants?" And then you go, "Well, let's put the Super in the mix. Let's put the RX-7 in the mix. Let's go with something else." I mean, it was just it was just a good combination of cars that were all around the same horsepower. You could compete against. That was the golden era, you know. I mean, but yeah, but you know, I hope it doesn't happen again. But they overpriced themselves, you know. The RX Seven, three hundred ZX, remember that? The Toyota Supra, the Mitsubishi three thousand GT, you know, those cars. That was the golden era. Those those are highly technical. That was the golden era when you could sort of afford cars. Now we've got the golden era where it's just everything's a thousand horsepower, and that's just a standard supercar. We can't really at this table. I mean, maybe you two could afford it, but I'm a little bit out of that point at this point in time. Even if we went in on one car, I don't think yeah. we did. So, um, you need but, a sponsor yeah. for this podcast first. But, yeah, exactly. No breaking? Yeah. We'll come right on board. <laughs> we'll help you on that podcasting millions. But do you think do you think the market misses the Evo? Or you do, do you think it, I miss the Evo. I think, I think it does. Yeah, I, I mean, I still... I, do you the, think Subaru misses the Evo? I think they do. I think, the, I think, I think Subaru do. misses the Evo. I think they the need the Evo. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. I mean, I drove the last one. They had the final edition Evo, and that was still fun. Even though it wasn't yeah. quite, it didn't have quite the luxurious Recaro seats as the Canadian counterpart did, but it was still a fun car to yeah. drive. I mean, all the Subaru fanboys—they have nothing to, to, to compare to against. Oh, you know, they, okay, the S two hundred nine or the S two hundred nine is coming out. You know, usually when that happens, there's an answer. The evil, you know, eleven Rally Art X version comes yeah, out. You know, yeah. but there's none of that, that now. It's just there's no. You never hear on. like the STI versus the Ford Focus. I mean, nah. ST. I mean, they don't nah. compare. I mean, that's similar, no, but no. it's like no one compares yeah. the two. They're no. both WR, you know, RC machines, but uh, yeah, they yeah. still don't compare. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you, some diehard you know. Subaru fans. Though. I mean, they'll sell they'll sell these out like in a day or two. I think. I mean, well, it depends like, on how much. If it's 500 yeah. units, it's there. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's yeah. going to go quick. I mean, but, that's yeah. the incredible thing about these limited cars is that in Japan they sell it out in a day. Yeah, you know. Well, in Japan, yeah. yeah like, well, there's crazies. Yeah, you know, S203. Yeah, there's yeah. I mean, it was like in a day. You know, yeah, they yeah, only yeah. make like 203. Yeah. You know, editions, but all these like they just take them a day to. 
I mean, they might get so aggressive with, uh, you know, in Japan, they said the S209 might go as high as 80,000 bucks, which is pretty expensive. Yeah, so that is pretty I don't know expensive. if, uh, yeah, it, well. And know. then obviously, if it came here, that'd be even more of a higher premium on it here. I, I, well, I don't know if they, uh, 80,000 bucks. I, I think the marketing guys would say, hey, no, man, 80,000 <laughs> might be too much. I don't yeah. know. No, I, I mean, would, if I were the marketing guy, go, well, eh, $80,000 Subaru is getting up there, man. Yeah, what it's competing the small against car. in regards yeah. to, even if it's a 400 horsepower. Right, right. But you say available in 2019, maybe. So, good. So, we're all excited about this car. And that goes straight into, oh, the... Um, I forgot about the S4. No, uh, I was going to go right into oh, it. Oh, you're going to go right into it. Yeah, okay. yeah. You know yeah, what? Um, they're, they're coming out with this uh, STI S4. And really, to me, this when I first saw this, I go, wow, this is an elegant, elegant looking WRX. I think... To me, this isn't WRX for guys like uh, me, not in my 20s, not in my 30s, <laughs> past 30, a little more mature, you know, like a little more elegance mixed in with my sport, you know, I mean, and I just get this, this, this would be the car for me, especially if it's got, you know, three over three, you know, three or 400 horsepower, uh, you know, it's about the right size. I mean, I could use a little bigger, but. It, to me, this is the, um, the, um, the, the mature, sophisticated man. It's definitely not the pocket said. rocket anymore. No. Yeah. And any thoughts on, on this? Are you, what do you think about this, James? Is this a car you would buy? I, I mean, it looks nice. I think the wheel gap's a bit big there. I'm thinking it is. A, I would lower, I, you know, is. I don't even like tweaking my car, but this one, I, I think it could be a little lowered, you know? Yeah. yeah. But yeah. after yeah. that, I mean, I think it looks, it's like you said, it's a good looking car. Um, I'm sure it's uh, very feasible. It has all the bells and whistles that you come to expect from a Subaru. I'm sure that yeah. when you wanted to go on the sand there, when you took it off-road, it would probably be able to revert, handle it quite capably and be able to drop the kids off at school. Yeah, I don't even well, mind the hood scoop. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. But this one, uh, we don't hear is coming out here this way. So, unfortunately, that's why I want to just point it out and say, hey, they're still keeping cars from, from us. But hopefully they'll open up the uh, market a little more. Um, uh Another car that's just, I don't think it's come out yet, or I know the uh, test cars have come out, but uh, being from the continent, oh no, you well, you guys aren't the continent, being close to the continent, uh, the Alpine. We're not going to be on the continent very much longer, that's for uh, sure. I know, Brexit, <laughs> yeah. We don't want to turn this into a political show, but yeah, I don't know. But uh, I'm not even going to ask you what you think about Brexit, okay? I'm not even going to ask you, but I'm not going to comment either. So, But anyways, um. Uh, Alpine is back. Uh, you know, they're very heavily tied up with Renault, right? But they've, boy, they've produced some awesome cars over the years. And, you know, they're um, glad to see them back. Uh, the A110 is, um, was, yeah, it was, uh, it was shown at, I think, Geneva or somewhere a few, last year, a few years ago. Do you have it? I'm pulling it. Uh-oh. Oh. oh, rule number one. That's Get it. off my, yourself. My wife. <laughs> That's what we... Uh, rule we, number one. On the no-breaking podcast, we call that a Brenda. A what? A Brenda. Why a Brenda? Because Brenda was the lovely young lady from Toyota who had her phone on but was on silence, but her Apple Watch was not on silence. Oh. So that was the faux pas, hence oh, the Brenda. Okay. All right. We call it a party foul. Yeah, well, but no, the Alpine, as I like to yeah, let's, it as. Yeah, let's let's fill this until uh, fill this. Well, no pressure, Tara, yeah. there to get this sorted oh, no, here. No, I'm, I'm 
But it is a lovely car. It is. You've seen it, right? The new one. Yeah. yeah. Also saw it uh, get a bit warm with Chris Harris driving it on Top Gear. Oh, really? Oh, you yeah. know what, uh, Taro? You uh, go ahead and go. Oh, hit the uh, video. The video. You yeah. See the video? Go full screen, and then he's going to be talking in Japanese. One, but you could hear the car, and you could see him. Uh, go ahead and skip to about three minutes in or so. This is Nakaya-san. Yeah, Nakaya is a great, great driver. Good, no, good. no, yeah, he talks a lot here. So good friend of mine. Yeah, former F1. Formula One um, test driver. Test driver. So, yeah, yeah. yeah, he's he's very. I've driven with him before. He's he's very fast. He's good. Oh, he's, he's good. very Trust fast. Trust him to get the milk and the from the grocery store down yeah. the down the mountain road. Yes, yep. yes, <laughs> okay. yes, yeah. yes, yes. So he would. That's what without I spilling the cup of water. Yeah, 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 yeah. So can you? No sound. You want the sound? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. I guess it just makes it difficult if you want to drink the cup of water yeah. more than anything. Uh, I think he's talking, but anyways, yeah, that car. Uh, you can see by the in- interior, it's pretty. It looks pretty. Pretty clean, pretty. No, you know. it looks, it's a lovely little two-seater. Yeah. I mean, it's it harks really well back to the original. I think it's a really good recre a modern recreation of it. Right. I mean, it's a, what two-liter engine, isn't it? Inline. Is it two-liter? It might be one point eight. But uh, yeah, but some, it's yeah, around yeah, yeah. a small capacity. I mean, it just looks really good. Unfortunately, we do not get this no. car here because you know Renault Renault is not here. Yeah. But um, where is he going? Is he, he's going to? He's on a track know. somewhere. Well, he's got his helmet on now. Yeah, maybe Serious. he's going yeah, yeah. to go, go for it. He's even got some gloves on. Oh, oh there we go. There we go. Go ahead. Give, me some, give us some sound, Taro. This is the, this is the best That's that it? I can. Yeah. Oh, okay. he's, he's not, well, it's too bad you can't hear it. But it has a great audio. throaty you know, race car sound to it. Um, yeah. Uh, and it also looks like you've got, it can hold the rev limit there, so you can has launch control by the look uh-huh. of it. And as you can see, it's paddle shift, so there's really no manual. Manuals are dead. They're Oh, you can hear the sound a little bit, can't you? Yeah. Just pick it up. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I get a lot of flack for this, but I don't having paddle shifts doesn't isn't a thing that doesn't really bother me too much. Yeah, I think it lets I, yeah. me if I have paddle shifts, especially on a racetrack, um, it lets me focus more on my lines and my angles on the racetrack and going into corners more than being in the right gear. Yeah, sorts of I guess I'm a, I'm more of a purist that way because that's where I grew up on, right? You yeah, know? I mean, look, the art get, of heel and towing is. Don't get is, me wrong. There's is, a lot. Is, is moot is redundant now. It's a lot of fun driving and shifting up and down in a manual on a mountain road. Right. But if you're on yeah. a, I think that most of the time that you're not on a mountain road, you're out there enjoying yourself. Yeah, and and you yeah, don't need it on the 405. No, I do not. No. I do not enjoy enjoy that. So he's driving a left-hand drive here, and he's yeah, driving yeah, a he's right-hand, driving right-hand drive. Yeah, probably one is one is for I don't know. track and yeah. one is for street. We'll ask him when we uh, yeah when we uh, see him. But but I wanted to give our viewers you know a little international you know more international information. I, you know we there's plenty of stuff out there, plenty of places out there. They talk about Mustangs and you know Camaros and all day, sure. but you know I think we want to fill a hole where you know we talk about some of these cars that aren't gonna make their way here but they should be known you know so um uh any other that's that's uh that's it for my segment on the scoop stuff but uh on the scoop stuff? anything yeah no no i'm good we're um we're um i think i guess we're ready to wrap up the show but next mm-hmm. week we're going to be at the steam show so i'll see you there we'll all be at the SEMA show please Hopefully let me we'll, know we'll, we'll see Sony. each other that's at the uh, the gran turismo yeah. awards and the uh the, oh where are you staying by the way 
I've actually going the very unusual thing. I've taken a. I've got an Airbnb. Airbnb. Oh, oh you are. Yes, mm, that's so I can, interesting. So the party will be at your house. Well, <laughs> your it, place. It, it, if you can <laughs> the get there. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, it is. Uh, it's. I got it because it's walking distance within the convention center. That's ah, okay. great. That, that'll be nice. So they got to do something about the the traffic there, though. Oh, I mean, it's. I mean, oh, it's and then waiting for the impossible. taxis to get home. And yeah, and then also if, you've got a, if you have to pay for the parking, which I'm assuming has gone up from thirty-five to forty this year. I'm guessing like it does five dollars every year i'm like look i can walk yeah yeah I'd, ra- I'd rather podcast walk. budget so yeah. it's uh get to a little bit of fit there in the morning and the evening so it's good good a veteran car. i try yeah. Yeah, got a few experience tips. yeah right um uh anything you'd like to plug well just if anyone wants to go and listen to the no breaking podcast they can find okay. it on itunes uh no breaking or one word n-o-b-r-a-k-i-n-g you can also find me on facebook and instagram at no breaking Awesome, Daryl. Awesome. Um, you can find this podcast. I don't know where we can. Uh, I'm still working on that <laughs> right now, so yeah. I'm going to talk to James. Um, definitely, we'll put it up on YouTube and Facebook. Um, but besides that, the uh, the engineering of the podcast stuff, I got to really pick your brain on this. Well, that's on this what stuff. I'm here for. To try yeah. and help as best I can. Um, so for the next episode, we don't have any anyone planned yet as of now but um we, we might plan not. To, if we have a next episode if, yeah <laughs> if if we do this i think is we will be, um, i think i think we will this I will think. be a monthly thing for us yeah, yeah 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 it'll be a monthly yeah. thing because we don't have enough you know uh, we you know i mean there's not, there, these don't these these kind of information they don't come every day you know i mean it, it takes about a month for everyone to go and find them and then they make their way here so so um cool yeah so i, I would like to like add into this podcast like a, a wrap up of like what GT Channel's been doing like at the end maybe every episode but yeah that would be we perfect. haven't yeah um, in the future um, but besides that yeah we're yeah, good the I, prototype is all still on sale at Amazon yeah. doing very well so <laughs> please look it up uh, it's a great book all have not got a bad review yet on all the pro review sites or at Amazon.com uh, so I'm happy about that if you haven't bought it please do and buy two copies that's what I say. Awesome. Buy two, two copies. copies. Awesome. Buy two copies and leave a leave a um, a good review. Yeah. On yeah, Amazon. But, uh, yeah. That's but I'm good at with reviews now, though. Oh, but really? if you could leave it, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Never so. have enough positive reviews. That's true. That's true. I always so. ask for more stars than you can get. So okay. at least seven out of five, I think, is a good base point. Is what you want to be looking for. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I've least. only managed five out of five so far, but so we're good. Push, push, push for more. Push, push the five star. More. Push the five stars. Well, James, thanks so much for coming. It's well, James, awesome. Thanks, thanks for, for coming. Sh- sharing your wisdom. No, thank it's you, awesome. guys. It's been an absolute All pleasure. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. James, thank you for coming. I'm Tara Koki and Sam Mitani. Okay. Goodbye. Bye. Bye-bye.